All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle to the holiness of the Are we human because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at the most possible pointless way? When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to world the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing session 26 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart and uh, I regret splitting the party and taking all the guns. <laughs> Brayden. Hey, Sophian Bazaz Wine here. And if this is my last session of Sophian, I'm glad that you've had the chance to see him go from photojournalist to meaty banana. That's a, that's a throwback. Noxicals. I am playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and uh, in honour of Sophie and Sacrifice, I'll be playing this session wearing nothing but my socks. <laughs> Imagine that, <laughs> listeners. Uh, and Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moyers, who was horrified at the prospect of both her and Sophie and being eaten by a bear. Yeah, and I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I'm excited that we're getting closer and closer to the final ritual. Please bear with me. Oh. Oh. Some summer levels. Oh. <laughs> Brayden, tell us what happened last time. The adventurers are hurled through space and land somewhere in Tibet on the snowy edge of a mountain. The investigator's caravan was unable to make it through the portal before it closed, leaving the guides and the yaks prey for the monstrous Dakini. Sophian, feeling responsible, breaks into a screaming fit, triggering an avalanche. Eudora, fearing Sophian's continued shrieking will bury the party in snow, tackles him and covers his head with a coat, muzzling and restraining him in one swift movement, while Hasina covers his shame with a scarf. It quickly becomes apparent that the barely clothed Sophian will surely die if they remain outside for much longer. Timur and Eudora find an empty cave for the party to keep warm in, and everyone is soon ushered inside as a campfire is lit. With hypothermia no longer a concern, Eudora and Timor set out to find some mountain sheep, hoping to collect their pelts for Sofian so that they can continue on their journey. But it is not long before the pair find themselves surrounded by wolves. Fortunately, the two are well armed, and Eudora's Lee Enfield rifle manages to scare away the beasts. Back in the cave, Asina, who is remarkably perceptive, Here's someone or something coming from outside the cave mouth. After sneaking towards the cave entrance, she is suddenly confronted by an enormous bear, likely returning home to the cave they are in now. Asina tries using a bear survival technique she learned in Tagar, but it proves ineffective. 
as the bear rises to its full height. An angered battle cry can be heard from deeper in the cave as Sofian charges to help his dear friend, tackling the bear to the ground in an adrenaline fueled rage. With the bear grounded and the party's firearms in the hands of Eudora and Timor, the rest of the party prepare to face the bear in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Will our investigators repel the beast, or will the bear cleanse its cave of the intruders? Let's listen on and find out. So we were left off in the middle of action as Tenzin runs up to the bear that is under Sofian and gets ready to smack it with his, with his cat Vanga. He gets a bonus die because the bear is still under, uh, under uh, Sofian. Oh, oh, beautiful. That is an extreme success. Oh, oh yes. Unfortunately, yes. it's a blunt weapon, so he doesn't get impaled. Okay. But he gets full damage. Knocks the bear's head off like a baseball. The bear screams as blood blutters from its neck and on Sofian, who feels the warm and moist liquid trickle on his face and arm. Why is this still being described like a, <laughs> like a sexy time thing? I don't know. I can't. I can't escape that mode. I it's become it habit by now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Shen Chu yes, has Chu. seen Tenzin run. No. What would Timor say? Not. Oh, she was at first us. scared, but then she realized that this is real danger, and it's time for her to step up and save people like she was always meant to. Yes, Shen Chu. No. Be the hero. She runs up to the bear. She has no weapons. Perfect. Um, <laughs> she's going to try and grab the bear's mouth and what? Why? Oh. back up. Punch oh, it in the eye. No, no, go for the eye. That's what you meant to do. She wants to anyway. hold the hold. <laughs> to oh, punch it and then hold its mouth closed. That's she's gonna cool. punch it in the stomach. On the inside. I just want to remind everybody, Shen Chu is size 25. She and has a minus two. And intelligence 75. Oh okay. my god. She's not thick. No, no. You all are acting like this is dumb, but I'm pretty sure going for the eyes is like good strategy. I don't know. Better than riding it around. Hasina tried to stab it in the eyes, but it didn't make a difference. I think she just missed, maybe. Do you want me to roll fighting brawl? Yeah, let's let's do it with a bonus die because the bear is still under. Okay, here we go. Come on. Um, wow. Okay, so that is a that is both a success and a hard success. Let's see what the bear does. I'm gonna tick fighting brawl. Yeah. In fact, yes. it's not even a hard success. It's oh, it's one. Oh, I'm gonna pay one point and make that an extreme success. Ooh. Yes. That Go is uh, the full one damage. Yes! Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's worth it. It's something. <laughs> I don't care, I'm spending the points. Yes. Denchu has managed to climb onto the bear and block its eyes. She, because her, her damage is so small, she can't quite hurt it that much. But she's managed to at least obstruct its view. He's saying it. she's basically playing peekaboo with a bear. <laughs> it's all it's all very adorable. Um, and then it's the bear's turn. Uh, but it has 
a couple of bonus dice because it's been climbed on by a few people at the moment. The bear is going to try and push Sophia and Senchu away so that it can run off. That's going to be a fighting brawl. Okay. Both you and Senchu can try to either dodge or fight back. Well, geez, I will try and dodge. I failed. The bear has succeeded. Uh, Shenchu is going to also dodge, I suppose. Shenchu succeeded. So Shenchu gets out of the way. Would you like to spend that luck? I spend nine points of luck, yes. <laughs> and okay. I am now the lowest party luck. <gasps> Exciting. Oh, happy day. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we can blame it on you next time. The bear gets up and then swipes at the person nearest to it with its claw. Who is the person nearest to it? I mean, I was sitting on its chest, so I assume it's probably me. Shenchu was on its face. Yes, but <laughs> I did run across the room, tackle it and beat it. I don't know. In terms of in terms of the threat here, right, he's a great big dude. He's a great big dude who has not managed to hurt it, not even a little bit. <laughs> I tackled it to the ground, I think. With love. <laughs> Everything Sophie and Dallas is with me. Here's love. what we're gonna do. I'm gonna roll a d6. If it's odds, it's gonna be Sophie, and if it's evens, it's gonna be Senchu. It's even. You verify this. I. It is a four. Sorry, guys. That that might be it. So the bear's gonna attack. Please no. Uh, Senchu can try and evade but it's with a penalty die because of outnumbered what would you like uh she basically the bear has two attacks per round and she's already dodged once so if she uh, dodges twice she gets a penalty die for her second one and there's no bonus die because of the people involved no it's uh it's not it's melee so crap okay come on shen uh, no, that is uh, 94. Oh, no. Not a fumble, though. Not a fumble, no. But, uh, because she has 65 dodge, but, uh, that's a fail. She is quite small, though. So, uh, the bear manages to miss. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. That was oh, close. God. I'd like a group luck roll, please. That's me. <laughs> My luck is now 26. What's yours, you know? 30 still. 30? Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. I know. <laughs> I failed. Okay. So, Hasina, it's, it's your turn again. Okay. Well, Hasina tried stabbing the bear in the eye and it didn't make a blind bit of difference. So she's going blind. to, hey, mm. so she's going to run back to the fire and she's going to grab a, a big sturdy stick from the fire. Mm. Um, and then she's going to run back and she's going to shove it right in the bear's face while yelling and really telling it off and just saying, you know, get out, get out, get out of here. 
leave my people alone. And she's just gonna shove it in. That's a that's a lot of actions for one turn. Uh, roll me constitution to see how fast you can go from where you are back to the fire and back there. Uh, okay. In like the span of a couple of seconds. She's got 85, so... Yeah, 28. So that is a hard success. Okay, I'm gonna say you, you move with the speed of light. <laughs> yes. You, you basically, you, you do like... Cartwheel? Cartwheels. <laughs> you do cartwheels to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then back. And Romeo brawl while the bear tries to dodge. Okay. No, that's a 92. Well, that that's a fail. You wave the fire around and the bear is clearly put off. It takes a few steps back. And now is Senchu's turn again. Uh, where did you put your knife when you grabbed the fire? Did you put it back in your pocket? Did you drop it? Um, I think she she would have sheathed the knife. I'm guessing there's some kind of sheath attached to either, either a pocket mm -hmm. or a belt or something. Okay. Shenju, behind me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Shenju <laughs> wants to help. So she goes and grabs some more fire. Let Good me roll. Uh, actually, uh, Timo, would you like to roll a constitution for her? Uh, yeah. I mean, she has a con of 20, so I'm assuming she has to stop for a lie down partway through. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quick nap. That is a 40, so no. Well, she, she runs back and she grabs fire, and that's all she can do for her turn. Cool. Um, She's, I think she should take a really roundabout route back to the bear as well. <laughs> the scenic route. <laughs> Sophie, it's your turn now. Okay. I'll just continue marching forward, but one step ahead of Hasina and uh, Tenzin, and then just make myself as large as possible and just scream at the bear. Are you trying to intimidate? Yes. yes Go I for am. it. <laughs> My incredible intimidate skill. All 15 of it. I failed by nine points. I will not spend any more life. Okay. Uh, the bear growls at you angrily and it swipes at you. Oh no! I try to dodge. Alright, do we kill Sophie now? Is, is this it? I fail. It passed. Oh no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh. oh crap. I feel so responsible for not leaving you party. Sophie, that is 3d6. Oh god. Oh, no. Hey, this is survivable. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna roll it. Everyone, or do you wanna roll it? Have faith, everyone. This is survivable. I will roll my own dice, please, if okay. I can. Yeah. Oh, the god. average result Three, is what? D, Nine. So. Yes, eleven. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna put it in the chat. <laughs> Three, two, one. No! Okay, I die. <gasps> oh, I rolled no. thirteen yes. hit points. Uh, the unluckiest number. Oh no. Should have spent that luck. <laughs> I should have. What happens, Keeper? The bear kills Sophie with a mighty claw. It rips his stomach apart and you see his insides fall into the ground. 
He breathes out his final breath and falls. The bear then roars and runs away. Eudora and Timur, you arrive, seeing a giant bear run away from the cave. Sorry, Sophie. Oh, God. I will just run back towards the cave as fast as I can. Cody out, sprinting. You hear Sanchu's scream. Hasina tries to catch him as he falls and just kind of collapses to the ground with him, holding him as he dies. What does everyone else do arriving at the cave? I think Eudora's going to, upon seeing his very clearly eviscerated form, yeah, he's going to He's going to collapse onto her knees, I think. And I don't know, does Timur immediately make a dive for Shen Chu? I mean, Timur basically runs full pelt towards the cave, shouting, Manya! at the top of his lungs. And then seeing everything, seeing Shen screaming, will drop to his knees and make sure that she's pale and hearty. Uh, and then he will... Um, yeah. Then he'll stand up and he'll say, Give me the shotgun. Yeah, Eudora tosses it your way um, from the ground where she's kneeling and tearing at her hair. Okay, and then I stride out of the cave. Hasina is almost numb. She's just holding him, kind of rocking him almost, and just crying very, very softly. Eudora's going to gather Shen Shu into a hug and I think just sob wordlessly for a while. Tenzin sheds a single tear and then closes his eyes and sits in meditation. Is everyone okay? Do we need to break? How, how's everyone feeling? If we can backtrack just like two minutes, did he die absolutely instantly or did he at least survive long enough to feel Athena's arms around him for the first and last time? Sure, I'll allow that. He, he spent a few seconds suffering. I feel um pretty bad for taking two guns with me into the jungle and leaving Sophie defenseless. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get that out cathartically by Eudora being pretty uselessly distraught for a little while. You can feel your heart beating really fast and you have trouble breathing. Your, your chest hurts, but you, you feel like the guilt of what you've done is overwhelming. And you too, Timor, as you go out to find the bear, you start feeling kind of like your heartbeat and you're, you're, you're taking short and fast breaths and, and you feel pain in your chest and you're, you're finding it difficult to hold the gun. You, you feel the 
guilt and that anger overwhelming you physically as well as mentally. I think Timur will probably drop to his knees and just start screaming in Russian. Like, full-on, just rage. You hear an avalanche in the distance. Wonder if it got the bear. We can <laughs> hope so. Karma. After a while, Timo, you realise that the bear is probably gone. You return back and you're all together. You spend some time just trying to comprehend what has happened. There's a lot of crying, a lot of staring into the walls, a lot of trying to breathe. But specifically, Timur and Eudora, you start feeling, like you start getting headaches and nausea. And you realize that even though you start to feel a bit calmer, your heartbeat and your shortness of breath are not abating. You look down and your hands are swollen. Oh no. Oh, There's yeah. something wrong. You two, Timur, I, I think I've been poisoned. I don't understand. Can I make a first aid to try and recognise what's going on? Yeah, you can make a first aid if you like. Tenzin exits the cave for a bit. That's a 28, so that's a success. Uh, You recognise these as the symptoms of altitude sickness. (sighs) Going through the gate and changing altitudes so fast must have given you quite bad symptoms. Before then, you... Elevated slowly by walking, but this time. This close to taking out my self hate on Tenzin. <laughs> have we essentially got like the reverse bends? <laughs> what? The, the bends is the thing that divers get when they go too deep too fast. Yeah, basically. Oh god. Is there anything. Do yeah. we know? Do we know what to do about uh, with it? Your, with your success, I'll say, yeah, I'll say you know that. Just drink plenty of water and it will pass in time. In fact, why don't you both roll me a 4d6? 4d6? Mm-hmm. Oh, crikey, okay. Uh, well, we had 2d6, but the cat stole one of them. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, that's 6. Oh, 12. 15. Okay. So... What was yours, Eudora? 15. Write down 39. Okay. Timo. At 12. Write down 36. This is how many hours it's going to last. Okay. Sorry, Sophian. That was hard. I... yeah. Sorry, Bryn. It's okay. I, I swear I heard him say yes. <laughs> At one point, he did stick into it. Do you still feel bad, though? Feel like I feel better that Shen, that I died instead of Shenchu. Oh. But lovely, I, lovely Sophian, though. 
If Shenchu had been eaten by the bear, I'm pretty sure the next scene would have been Timur beating Sophie into death with the shotgun. <laughs> Quite possibly. Just beating everybody to death with a shotgun. Maybe this is the best way after all. <clears throat> I do think I'm going to stop splitting the party. And, and maybe give someone else your second gun. Yes. And this that is all it took. <laughs> Small sacrifice. <laughs> it was a hard, hard lesson to learn. Uh, keep it together, Fedrin. <laughs> this is what you do. You kill people. Yeah. We're having fun. Really, we are. <laughs> this is a fun game. <laughs> this is. It's what we do. It is what we do. You don't get this playing Monopoly, though, do you? Let's be honest. <laughs> this is what it's all about, people. You don't really have a lot of strength. So you spend the night in the cave. I'm assuming someone with a gun is keeping watch most of the time, although Eudora and Timor spend the first 34 to 36 hours very, very ill and needing to hydrate and pee a lot. Yeah, like I'd love to take watch. I don't know how effective I'm going to be. Or Not to... very. You have penalty dice and everything. Should we bury poor Sophian? Oh yeah. Great about yeah. Unless I see no wants to eat him to keep him close. <laughs> well, she's kind of tempted, I have you to say. You only have uh, one sheep for food so far, so it's important to think of mm. rations. <laughs> We're not eating Sophian. We're not eating Sophian. There's plenty of animals around the place and I'm not out of bullets yet. Have you spent any more? Are you keeping track of your bullets, Timor? Uh, so is what we've arrived at that probably we only have what the bullets that were in the guns and we jump through the the thing. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm assuming, yeah. Alright, well in that case, I am down a Mauser bullet. Although I don't know, like, there's a... a because double... you spent you spent a couple on the Dakini as well. I did, that's true. Yes, you're absolutely right. Oh god, I probably did too. Cannot remember which gun I found. Gotta keep track of the bubbles. The thing is, a um, a double barrel shotgun only holds two. But that means shells. you probably have a You'd couple have a more. Full, yeah. I assume. Can yeah. I like roll a d10 or something and see how many spares I'd have? Sure. Okay, that's six extra. So eight. I've got seven bullets in the Mauser then, and I haven't fired the rifle since we, since all of this happened. So. God, we're just decked out. We were just proper left trip. with four guns <laughs> and it. left nothing back in the cave. Uh, just didn't even occur to me, man. Uh, I was like, they're safe in the cave. They'll be fine. We'll go out in the dangerous place. Yeah, we were being the heroes and we played it wrong. Uh, I feel like I foreshadowed it as well. You like, did. go to a cave. I'm not. I'm sure nothing will be there. Yeah. And then I made you roll luck. If you hadn't failed that group luck, like, I wouldn't have brought a bear. Like, I was See, trying. <laughs> See, I thought if we passed the luck, like the cave would be particularly dry. Or, you know. I, I figured the cave was going to be full of leopards or whatever, except then we arrived and it was empty and it's like, okay, safe cave. We're good. Base camp. We're bad at survival. We are. Am I right in thinking that Sofian's faith would mean he would need to be buried within, is it 24 hours or 48 hours, I think? I think it may be 24, but we we should certainly dig him a grave and um, wrap him in whatever we've got for a shroud. 
Uh, you need all I the guess. warmth you can get. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything then. We can get some nice leaves. Maybe. Yeah, that would do. Yeah. His body is going to be preserved for a while in this kind of cold, so mm. you won't have to worry instantly. Are there rocks and stuff we can pile on top of his? Because we're going to struggle to bury him deep without a shovel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we can make like a can. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, we can probably been... dig a, a, sh- a shallow grave and cover it in rocks yeah. or something. Asina was digging up graves in mountain, um, wasn't she? With pretty much just rocks and sticks in her bare hands. So I think she could probably... You got like titanium fact, she probably nails. Insisted on it. Yeah, pretty much. I think she'd insist on it, actually. She'd just walk out and, and try and dig something for Sofian. Sounds good. You take some time very sweet Sofian, who died doing what he loved most, protecting his friends. Maybe you give uh, a little eulogy for him. Yeah, maybe when Timor and Eudora have recovered and some time passes enough for the suggestion that perhaps it's time to start thinking about continuing the mission. Time is running out after all. We're not waiting the full uh, 39 hours for us to be recovered, right? Eudora says weakly from the ground that, no, we should, yes, we should press on. (laughs) As much as you can and as much as you'll have him Tenzin starts tutoring you in what you must do when you arrive at the Valley of the White Ape Timur and Hasina, the creators of the instruments will be responsible for playing them during the ritual, supporting the people leading the rite Eudora and Shen Chu I suppose will be conducting the ritual, it takes 28 days to learn it in Tibetan by road, and you will need a hard intelligence to commit it fully to memory. So. The lessons begin again, Shenchu. <laughs> yeah. Attention. Not a bad shout there. She's got intelligence 75. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, can you, uh, again, Eudora and Shenchu. Brayden, why don't you roll for Shenchu? Or do you probably want to just be background for a while to recover? I'm just going to chill out back here. Okay. Uh, Timo, feel free to roll for Shenchu uh, the 1d8 to figure out how many days it will take. Okay, I'm going to dig out a d8 now. It will take Shen three days. Okay. Oh, what? That's four for Eudora. Okay. She's gonna, well, uh, yeah, there you go. She's a combination of proud and annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we require a hard intelligence to commit it fully to memory. Can I get two intelligence rules, please? You need oh, no. That success. Failure. Oh, she passes first time, 32. Amazing. So, Eudora, can you write down somewhere that you have a shaky understanding of the ritual? Can you write for Shenchu, please, that she has committed it fully to memory? You, of course, don't understand what it says, because no one here knows any Tibetan besides Tenzin. You're just learning it phonetically then, is it? Yeah. Then Tenzin says, 
There is more to the ritual than the instruments and the chants I have taught you, but I will talk you through every step as you perform it, in order to ensure everything goes the way it should. When you're happy to start making your way towards a village, perhaps, or to track down the apes, or to find some way to make your way to the Valley of the White Ape, you, of course, already know that Tenzin is unaffected by the atrocious conditions and seems to hum to himself as he walks. He enjoys pointing out beautiful flowers and birds along the way. He says, if you see any fir or, or hemlock branches, do gather them. They'll be useful for cleansing the ritual site. He takes great interest in one plant in particular. Every time he sees one, he stops and examines it and then picks up only the ripest flowers and fruits from it. What does this one plant look like? Uh, natural world, biology, botany, or pharmacy might give some information. Oh god, I don't know any of that stuff. I've got natural world. Nope. Uh, yep, 14. So that is a hard success. Asina, you know, you recognize this plant as an Indian thorn apple. It's a member of the Datura family, renowned for its toxic nature and hallucinogenic properties. Okay. I think mm. she's going to throw a sidelong look at Tenzin. She really doesn't trust him now, after what's just happened to Sofian. She's not going to say anything, but if she knows this is poisonous, she's uh, not happy. Throughout your journey... Shadow images of strange rituals haunt your dreams. You can't quite figure out what's going on. But after the rituals, the storm clouds always clear. As you walk around the jungles, can everyone roll me a spot hidden, please? Mm -hmm. Yes. Normal success, 62. Oh, Shen just fails. That's a fail for me. Timor gets uh, a hard success there. Eudora and Timor, you notice fleeting white shapes following you through the jungles. I assume these are your apes, yes? They might be. Are they dangerous? We should probably take care to not disturb them. Would you like to try and follow them to the valley? If you think they are leading the way, we can attempt to follow them and uh, keep some distance. They are moving surprisingly fast, so you end up losing sight of them quite easily. You can try and look around for some more white shapes. I think we'll have to be really careful given the bear was also white. You see a white shape once again in the distance and you start following in that direction, but keeping your distance. You notice that not too far away there appears to be a small village, so you have a choice to keep following the white ape or to try and take a break and restock and try perhaps to hire a guide to help you find your way and survive in a village. What would we be like in terms of our, our stocks that we've got right now? You have a little, perhaps, sheep meat? Mm-hmm. I think perhaps some provisions might be uh, advisable. Yeah. You can always come back out looking for monkeys. 
Yeah. We need at least basic supplies. Definitely. Although what we will use to purchase them, I'm not sure. Good point. Perhaps we could work for them for a day or two. We may need to part with one of the guns. Oh heavens. I do hope not. Do we have anything else of particular value? I suppose they're not going to be too interested in coinage. No. Valuables generally. I think it's um it's part of things which are useful really, isn't it? I mean we apart from the meat. Yeah, you're right. I have nothing else on me. I have this moustache that I removed from a man. (laughs) It is said to make the wearer incredibly charming and sexy. (laughs) And it worked. It worked so well. I think the best thing to do would be to offer to to do any odd jobs that need doing, to be honest. Um, that, That could probably be more useful than bartering objects, couldn't it? Depends what's in the village, you know, what sort of help they need. I agree. Let's see what they say. I'm I'm so loath to give up our protection, especially now. Yeah, I, I think we should keep our guns. Well, we will do our best, but ultimately we cannot eat guns. We may need to be pragmatic. You're not wrong. Let's see what's there. Let's see what they want of us, and then we can make a plan. Yes. Tenzin, you are probably the only person who will be able to speak to these people. Yes, sir. I can speak to them. Then I say we go to the village. You go into the village? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Can everyone roll me spot hidden on the way there? Yes. Oh boy. Yep, I've passed. Shen just got an extreme. Oh, well done. Timor failed hilariously. Hard success here. You notice the carcass of a snake hanging low in a tree a little distance from the trail. Is it like it's been put there deliberately, or it's just died and it's died in the tree? Do you go nearer to examine it? Cautiously. How do we know it's a carcass? Does it just look like an immobile snake? Yeah, it's like literally... Dangling like a... Yeah, it's like perpendicular to the ground. But it's not like a... It's rotting or anything, it's just dead, right? Has it been tied? Or is it just Do you go nearby? Close enough to see if it's knotted or, or rotting, like Asina said. I, I think Asina's going to pick up a, a, a rock or a stick and throw it at the snake just to see if it moves, just in case it's not actually dead. Smart. Maybe this is a, a bizarre psychological hunting technique. Roll me a throw. Roll. Okay. Do I have any throw? I don't think I do. No, I don't. Just a base. And I failed. You try to throw a rock and you miss the snake significantly. (laughs) Fail. I'd like to pick up a long stick and poke it. And use my eyes to see if it's tied around the branch. You're close enough now (laughs) to see that there is a bowl underneath the snake. It's being drained. Uh, Tenzin, um, is, is snake a local delicacy? I assume we should leave this alone. This is, this is someone's snake. <laughs> this isn't a free-roaming <laughs> snake. This belongs to somebody. The bowl uh. belongs to the snake. The snake died <laughs> whilst carrying its bowl. <laughs> this is just what snakes do here. Is it like uh. an offering, maybe? Is this some kind of sacred snake? 
That is, uh, that is concerning. Concerning? He approaches and looks at the liquid inside the bowl. What is it? What's in there? Uh, it looks like, uh, milk. I, I, do, I I'm not sure. Are they not draining its blood? Or they're draining its venom? That, that could be it. If you look closer, it, it looks like a small quantity of milky amber liquid. Nobody touched that. Uh, Tenzin, how likely are these locals to be hostile? I'm afraid I don't know. Correct. Um, I mean, I, I specialized in, uh, Egypt and China, but, um, this strikes me as a sort of practice that might result in weaponizable venom, you know, the sort of thing you might dip arrows, spears in, and whatnot. I hope it's for medicinal purposes, but I do think we should watch our backs. What do you do? Can Hasina fire a gun? Does she have any points? Uh, no. Base is not nothing. No, base is not nothing. Yeah. She's just got a small amount in knife, and apart from that, it is the base. Because there's no way he's handing over the handgun, even though it's less good, he will pass the, the Lee Enfield rifle to you. Okay. Um, and say, maybe a good idea for everybody who can shoot to have a gun. I was going to consider giving up Purdy, but um, Eudora isn't super keen to. Family heirloom and all that. So if you're doing that, I guess you'll keep quiet. I'm not giving a gun to Shenchi. <laughs> I know, I was thinking that. We could give her a gun that's as tall as she is. <laughs> in, in an absolute Christ Almighty situation, Shenchu gets a gun, but it's got to be a proper, like, the end is coming. Last mm-hmm. stand, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it might be sensible for us to wait outside the village and for Tenzin to do the talking. Surely as a, a fellow countryman, um, you'd be least at, at risk, Mr. Kaosang. What say you? Uh, I'm not considered local here. Well, what was all that whooping in the mountains? I thought you were glad to finally be back home. Come on, man, don't in- they respect your, your your order of monks or what have you? Pemako is a highly secluded area. They don't come to the rest of Tibet. We barely speak the same language. The dialects are heavy, I can understand them, but the culture is different. So your read on this is that that you'd be in danger if you went in alone? Hmm. I suppose we are in danger if we don't restock. The other option is that we attempt to hunt for enough food without losing sight of these apes. But it seems very risky. I I have been told that there are mompas, locals that are always happy to be hired as guides into the deeper jungle. So even if some people are aggressive or armed with darts, did you say that? There might be some that are willing to help us, and they might know, they might know the way. It's a really difficult decision. I suppose I, I, Eudora looks at her two large guns. Uh, Can't really have a go at anybody for um, just being armed. Uh, Perhaps we should, well, in a group with all of us, I'd imagine um, we'd be safe enough. What, What do you fellows think? We can keep the weapons stored, but available. And yes. we take caution. The first sign of trouble, I suggest we just leave. We do not have a great uh, track record with uh, 
small villages and uh, angry locals. Yes, we should just try and be as polite and sensitive as we can to them. And if we find that they are hostile, as you say, we should leave. Okay. You start making your way to the village. It has several small houses covered in snow and there are not a lot of people about. What are you trying to do first? I suppose we're looking for the right building to knock on, right? If they've mm -hmm. got anything resembling a, I don't know, like a like a village hall or like anything. Is there a tourist information office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should totally scope the place out and kind of get a, a general feeling of the vibe, you know, of people. Yeah. Is there anybody there? And are they glaring at us? Are they curious? Or anything else? You walk around. Uh, when you see people, most of them seem indifferent to your appearance. One person walks up to you and talks to Tenzin in Tibetan. He identifies himself as a monpa. He says that he helps travelers. He and his friends. Not many of them come here, but he is very well accustomed to the jungle. So if you need to go further afield, he is uh, happy to take that on, provided he receives payment in... Slightly mouldy sheep meat? <laughs> Human blood. I think he's assuming that you come well armed, so... He would like for you to provide a certain amount of food for his family before he leaves. Ah, now that I think we might be able to do. Um, certainly not, not swimming in bullets, but uh, I think a hunting trip is, is in order either way. He says that there is this woman, uh, this elderly lady nearby, that has been happy in the past to let travelers sleep at her house if they need to rest. Uh, how hospitable. <laughs> what would you like to do? Does he just want meat or does he also want vegetables or, or rather fruits? Things that we could gather from the forest as well. Yes, he's he's happy to guide you provided he gets uh, a portion of whatever you gather for him and his family. Okay. But also he wants food in advance before he goes. Uh, hmm. Well, we can both hunt and we can gather. Yeah. Can he recommend prime hunting grounds, given that he's a local guide? And we'll see what we can bring back. He says that there is hunting everywhere. It's just dangerous. You don't say. All right, then. <laughs> we do a hunt. Do you do that first or do you take a rest first? You know what? A rest sounds good. I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've still got the altitude sickness, I assume. Definitely a rest. Roughly how many days were we travelling for? Was it just the one or was it... It was a couple of days at least, wasn't it? I think it's a couple of days. I think you're okay with the altitude sickness. Oh, okay. So it's just yeah. been slow it's going. It's 30 hours, so it should be yeah. fast enough. Well, we uh, introduce ourselves to a, to a nice old lady, I suppose. See, she speaks uh, only in Tibetan, but Tenzin translates. She is very happy. She says that it's really hard maintaining the cottage all by herself. She counts on travelers to help her fix things around the place and deep clean <laughs> uh, as payment for staying. So 
she says she would like some help. The staircase to the to the room above is a bit rickety and some ceiling fixtures are starting to fall and have a bit of a draft and she'd like the floor swept. So she she requests for some work from you in advance and then you can stay there and sleep there as as you like. Timur is very upset to have come this far on an adventure just to end up being a janitor again. <laughs> oh, <God. Dark. laughs> Cannot escape being a janitor. <laughs> the Bolsheviks were right. You are trapped in a class assistant. <laughs> do you help with the cleaning and fixing things? Yeah, of course we <laughs> no, do. No, we hold your lady at gunpoint. <laughs> we take her house. We live here now. This is Skyrim. After you're done with your cleaning and fixing, she says that unfortunately she doesn't have a lot of food, but she manages to give you all a little bit of soup and a hot drink to help you stay warm. Are we talking yak butter tea? It doesn't doesn't smell. I mean, it's 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 a soup, so it's not sweet, uh, and the butter tea is not sweet either. But it's it's not meant to be sweet, so it doesn't seem as weird. <laughs> I think anything hot would taste good at this point, any hot drink. Oh yeah, not being fussy, just making sure we're Mm -hmm. getting as much yak butter in us as possible. As you drink, can everyone roll me a spot hidden, please? Thank god, I thought you were going to say constitution. (laughs) (laughs) She has filled the soup with poison. Snake venom soup. That's a fail from me. Timor fell by one. Hard success, I got you. And Shen failed. All right, Eudora is the only suspicious one. Looking within the soup, you notice a bit of milky amber liquid within it. Do I notice this like towards the dregs of my bowl or before dipping my spoon? I'll say you you notice that looking within before you take a sip. Okay. <laughs> I immediately uh, drop my spoon and say, Poison! Uh, everyone else, can you each roll me luck to see how far in your soup you are oh, <laughs> when you turn no. this? <laughs> I wasn't gonna have waited this long to start my soup. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be carnage, this episode. <laughs> God. No, I failed. Uh, I think both Timor and Shen have failed. Let me check. Oh, oh no, Shen passed by two. Shen has been betrayed before by foods into bed, like, several times. Nearly broke her teeth on that dough ball. <laughs> but Hasina and Timur, as Eudora screams poison, you realise that you've already finished your small bowl of soup. Sort of wipe my soup moustache from the top of my top lip. What? Poison? Don't say moustache! Don't say moustache! It'll set Hasina crying again! And you realise that the old lady has already left the building. What, like, did she sprint out? Or like a No, she casually entered a different room while you were drinking your soup. Was she also... She wasn't also eating the soup, was she? No. No. Oh, Oh, no. We're about to be cannibalised, aren't we? This is not going on. I'm going to go attack an old lady, you guys. I really hope I'm right about this. <laughs> I hope it's not just delicious snake spice or something. Is there, is there water 
uh, nearby, can we just chug pints and pints of water and try and dilute it a bit? There's snow outside. Handfuls of snow then, I guess. I'm going for this old lady. I'm going to drag her back and and make turns and interrogate her for antidotes. Hasina and Timur. Yes. Roll me 4d10, please. 4d10? Jesus Christ. I just realised I was completely oh. holding my breath while waiting for you to say that. Okay, 4d10. Uh, oh dear. I don't know if high is good or bad. Uh, it's 20. 19. Can you both roll me constitution, please? I can certainly try. Okay. That, ooh, that is a hard success. That's 23. Also a hard success. Not an extreme. No. No. Hard. I mean, I could spend 11 points of luck to make it an extreme. Well, let me know if you'd like to. Yes, I'm going to spend luck. Oh, Christ, that'll put me on 30. All right, yes, fine, yes. 11 points of luck are spent. It's an extreme success. Uh, please uh, change your number to half. The 19 and the 20. I've got to spend 25 points of luck. Uh, would you like to? Yes. Okay. So I've, I'm now on 25 points of luck if I spend 25. Everyone's dwindling their luck. Mm-hmm. It's worth okay. it. Hopefully. You both will feel unsettled for a couple of weeks. She's just feeding people laxative well, soup. They spent <laughs> luck to make an extreme constitution. Fair. Wow. You're just immune to snakes. Been eating I them am lives. so glad Hasina is a tough little mountain girl. Good lord. My word. I thought we were going to lose three characters in one session. Oh, that would have been awful. Oh, this old lady, she needs to die. She absolutely does. Yeah. Can I get a spot hidden, please? Just have a penalty die from realizing that you might be poisoned. You don't know that you aren't poisoned. <laughs> well, Timur definitely hasn't spotted anything. Same. 88. Neither Shen, has she? Uh, yes, I've just passed. With a penalty die? Yeah, with a penalty die. You notice that the old lady does have some food in the house. Like, solid stuff, not more soup. And that no one is there. I don't think I want to eat anything in this house right now unless it's something like an, a piece of fruit with thick peel on it, like an orange or whatever that you can be sure is all right. Or an egg, maybe. Yeah, there, there are there are fruits and stuff. Something that could not be tampered with. Did I have any luck chasing down this old lady? Oh, did you run off instantly? Immediately, yeah. Because I thought these two were going to be, you know, choking and writhing on the floor, so I was going to go see if she knew about antidotes or what have you. The old lady is nowhere to be seen. How fast can she run, damn it? Was she three children in a trench coat? Well, how much intelligence do you have? Oh no. Uh, I've got 75 intelligence. Okay, so. you're smart, lady. There are a lot of other houses there. Maybe she entered a, a different house, that's why you can't see her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm following tracks in the snow or whatever. I thought you were like, uh, idiot, she's a vampire or whatever, she just disappears. You're following tracks in the snow. Well, it's a village, so the snow is quite well trodden everywhere. 
Okay. But do you want to roll track to like do it properly? They're not like super apparent, like in you know driven snow. And yeah, stuff. I get it. I mean, let's just assume I'm going door to door, like then because she didn't have a a ton of lead time. These guys scoffed their soup down before I even started, so it's not like she left us alone in her house with soup for ninety minutes and made good her escape, right? Is it a track that you want? Yeah. Well, that's a ninety-seven. That's a success, right? That's how it works. There's a lot of steps leading everywhere. It's difficult to know, you know. Oh, I've never seen an old lady in my life. But yeah, that is straight <laughs> up a fumble because I've only got the base on track. Was she even an old lady? I don't think yeah. she was. She was the king of fear. <laughs> now that I think about it, I made the soup. No, she was the bear. <laughs> she was the bear. She was the bear, <laughs> the bear, the bear in a dress. dress. <laughs> yep. Strategically Wearing shaped. Sophian's moustache. Yep. Oh my god. Absolutely. All right, well, if I dash out and she just could be anywhere in this village, then I guess I run back. Find everyone mysteriously not dead and, and happily rummaging in the cupboards for yak cheese or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely going to drink a lot of water or, you know, melt down some snow to dilute snake poison. In the old lady's house, after having spent all your day cleaning and fixing things up and being exhausted. God damn it. And you haven't rested or eaten properly. This is where we're going to end today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsareright.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to stazorite.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Kyle said, A great team with a variety of accents bring this city RPG to life. The group seem very comfortable together because the game itself moves along very smoothly. They have a dedicated producer and it really shows in the quality of the audio and subtle background music and effects. I've never played Call of Cthulhu, let alone read this particular adventure module, so I'm discovering the plot along with the characters and I find this really enjoyable. The fact that it's weekly and the episodes are usually an hour long mean that you don't have to wake too much waiting for the next one to come out. They also have a lively Discord channel. Thank you, Kyle.